Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Doug Smith, our manager at the time, was also Motorhead's manager. It was Lemmy that actually asked Doug to manage us, wow. I think. Wow. And uh, I think it was also Lemmy who got us the record deal with Bronze Records. I think he asked Doug Smith to sort that out for us as well, especially when Lemmy came to our rehearsal to see if we could actually play. And he, <laughs> and he saw that we could because he heard our single, our very first single that we had out called Take It All Away on City Records. And Lemmy heard it and he really liked it, you know, and he, I think he wanted to come and meet us and to see if we could play, if that was really us playing that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Anyway, he came with Doug Smith at the time, if I remember rightly, and we all got on really well, but it was weird when we met Lemmy for the first time, we was kind of scared because of the way he looked and, yeah, yeah. you know, and then when we saw a picture of the whole band together, Eddie and Phil as well, we were like, oh, my God, we were, oh, my God, we're going on tour with these guys. <laughs> we didn't know what to expect, you know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Drum for the Song podcast. I am your host, Dane Campbell. Today's guest is the fantastic Denise Dufort. From girl school. How's it going? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, going good. Thanks, apart from the storm, but cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, we um <laughs> we we're recording this on the day of the dreaded storm. What is it? Eunice storm. Eunice. Yeah. Yeah. So um we've just been discussing the damage done to our property, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, luckily I, I I'm I'm doing okay so far. Uh, Denise is down a fence. Um, <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see what the rest of the day holds but um yeah thanks for joining us and thanks for joining uh me on this awkward day today thanks like, for ha thanks for having me you know uh, absolutely um i i wish i had you a lot earlier to be honest um yeah <laughs> we've been talking about asking you for a while it's just like it's only so many i can do at a time and yeah sure yeah I've, i get it but I uh, know it's, it's been good and now is a good downtime because not many bands are currently touring and stuff like that. So it's, it's a great time to catch up on stuff like this. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, apart from the storm, you're, you're, you're doing well. Um, when was the last thing you did with a band? The last thing I did with the band was um, a couple of weeks ago when we played with Saxon. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I was gutted I didn't go to that because... It was great. I bet it was amazing. Yeah. So it was, it was. Saxon, Uriah Heap, Diamond Head, and Girl School, right? Yeah, fantastic. And yeah. The, the crowd was incredible on both those dates. Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. No, and great, great to be back on the road. Great to be back with the boys. I'm sure you know the Saxon boys well from touring yeah, yeah. in the past and from from long time a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we know them as long as we've known motorhead you know so it's like it's really weird yeah 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 fair play. Yeah. yeah for anyone right but i'm sure lots of people who listen to this know who girls school are but for anyone who doesn't uh i, I believe you formed in the late 70s 
1978, I joined, and then we changed the name to Girls' School. Ah, there you go. So you've been going over yeah. 40 years. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> all female rock band, heavy metal band, whatever you want to call it. Rock band, rock band. Rock band, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would have thought, I don't know if you're, you must be one of the very first, if not the very first of your kind. As in, <laughs> as, in as in all of your female. kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know hilarious. I mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like back yeah. back in no like I wasn't born then, so I don't know, but from from my knowledge, oh, a lot up. a lot of the yeah. bands, you know, a lot of the bands that uh, we're around no uh, well known bands were either all male or mostly male if there was the odd female member. So it must have been certainly, you know, interesting for you to to kind of have that. Uh, well, it, yeah, it was because back in 78, I was in uh, a couple of other bands, but with guys. So I was in a punk band and, and some other rock band with three guys. Hmm. Um, and um, then uh, I met Kim. It's a long story, but I met Kim through another audition. And um, then they got in touch with me as a girl band and asked me if I wanted to do some drumming with them. And I said, yeah. And I thought, you know great yeah and and the only other band around at that time was the runaways and they were from america ah, okay. you know they they were around and then we formed and we were we were together touring constantly around europe and all over the place america here there and everywhere for a few years a couple of years actually and um there were still no other girl bands no british bands or american bands and we just couldn't understand it you know we thought well why isn't there more female musicians but for some reason there wasn't i don't know why bizarre i guess i guess you must have been you must have influenced countless bands after that i would have thought and nowadays there's so many bands i see now cropping up all female oh yeah there's everywhere now and some of them are so good they're amazing you know um have you seen that a Japanese band, what they call something made on, on made something. Oh, They're incredible, know. incredible. Oh, cool. Absolutely brilliant. They're called something made, and I okay. absolutely love them, you know. I'll check, I'll check those out. Yeah, but there's, yeah, there's loads of yeah. bands. So, um, you know, you must be a great pioneer. So, let's go back to the start. You being a drummer, um, mm-hmm. I saw somewhere else that your brother was a drummer too. Is that right? That's right, yeah. My brother Dave, Dave Dufour, but he changed his name. His stage name is Hermian. <laughs> oh, right, okay. That's, that's cool. the name. He, that's the name he uses now, but because he writes horror music. But um, yeah, he, uh, I grew. He's older than me, so I grew up watching him play the drums at home in my parents' living room, drumming with his different bands he was in, and that's how I taught myself basically. He showed me a few things. I taught myself the rest. When I was about nine, I couldn't even reach the pedals, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's all because of my brother. I blame him for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. he played with Angel Witch, and he's been in a lot of bands himself. So, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Right. So, uh, yeah. apart, apart from you, is that the main reason why you wanted to play drums then? You just directed yeah I, ju- I just always since sort of the age of nine years old i only wanted to be a drummer Amazing. that's all i wanted to do from watching my brother play i thought that's what i want to do yeah, yeah and i did i did yeah. it i did it 
fantastic. <laughs> you're still still doing it now all these years later. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very inspiring. I, I, I guess I have a similar the way. I guess the way I started playing drums was similar. Obviously, my dad played guitar in the band, but he used to be a drummer, and he taught me the basics, and I went from there. Right. And I kind of just figured it all out myself afterwards, but well, around a similar age, you know, six, Phil, seven, eight. Well, Phil used to be a drummer. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. So okay, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think he used to be, he calls it cabaret, he used to play, play drums in cabaret bands, he said. <laughs> and, um, right. Yeah, you know, all around South Wales and all the pubs and clubs, and then... Um, me, I, I believe he could play guitar as well, and then at some point he just kind of that became his main thing. Right, uh, he's pretty good. Well, at it, so. well, he's a bloody good guitarist, so you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. He, taught, he taught me the basics, and we went from there. And you know, we, we, you know brilliant. We, yeah, it was good. Similar story, but um, apart from your brother, did you have any other um, influences from drummers that were in bands at the time or bands oh. you liked? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I absolutely loved Ian Pace from oh, Deep Purple. Yeah. John, John Heisman, Coliseum. He nice. was fantastic. Um, uh, God, oh, so many. Cozy Powell. Yeah. Um, you know, um, um, even jazz drummers like Buddy Rich um, and all, all the old style drummers from back in the day in the 40s, 50s, you know, mm. 30s even. They were some of the fantastic drummers, you know, and I grew up listening to all that kind of stuff because my dad was into all that. Ah, there you go. Great. You know, and um, my dad loved Glenn Miller and he got me into the Glenn Miller Band Orchestra and I just loved listening to all that sort of stuff and the drumming on that, on some of those songs were incredible, you know. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. But, but, but rock drumming, I was just into, I really, really did love the impace. And Cozy Pal. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I yeah. can totally hear that in, in, in listening to you play as well. And oh, good, good, all please. Bringing in some of the double kick and 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 stuff like that as well. I, I imagine. Yeah. Did, so, did you? Would you say? We'll talk about Motorhead in a minute. Obviously, you, you had a bit of a partnership going on, collaboration with them, <laughs> which we'll talk about. But do, would you say that like Filthy was? kind of an inspiration to you after that in the style definitely yes definitely i remember the first time i saw him play live i couldn't believe how fast he was on his pedals as well and the way he used to sit quite low down and because he wasn't a big guy he used to sit low down on the stool and i used to think how does he play like that you know yeah, yeah. and if i just used to watch motorhead play every night on stage just so I could watch him play. He was brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. Loved yeah. him. Totally, yeah. totally unique. And yeah, I, I don't understand how he could play that low. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that I know. I tried it. I sat behind his kit and I tried playing that kit with that stool nearly down on the floor, you know, and I, I thought, I can't do it. How does he do it? You know? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I, yeah. I so yeah, that's, how did that start then, the, the little partnership with Motorhead? Did you already know the guys or did, had you already meet, met Lemmy or was it just something that like um producer came up with or something like that I read do you know what I really can't remember the whole story Kim does Kim remembers it all but um what I kind of remember is Doug Smith our manager at the time was also Motorhead's manager it was Lemmy that actually asked Doug to manage us wow. I think wow 
And uh, I think it was also Lemmy who got us the record deal with Bronze Records. I think he asked Doug Smith to sort that out for us as well, especially when Lemmy came to our rehearsal to see if we could actually play. <laughs> and, he, and he saw that we could because he heard our single, our very first single that we had out called Take It All Away on City Records. And Lemmy heard it and he really liked it, you know, and he, I think he wanted to come and meet us and to see if we could play, if that was really us playing that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Anyway, he came with Doug Smith at the time, if I remember rightly, and we all got on really well, but it was weird when we met Lemmy for the first time, we was kind of scared because of the way he looked and, yeah, yeah. you know, and then when we saw a picture of the whole band together, Eddie and Phil as well, we were like, oh, my God, we're, oh my God, we're going on tour with these guys. <laughs> we didn't know what to expect, you know. Yeah, yeah. I bet he was <laughs> but, wild. Um, <laughs> it, it was, but it turned out that they were all such lovely men, you know, lovely guys. We, lo we loved them all from the, from the minute we met them, really, you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's so great. And then, yeah, yeah. then you ended up doing, the, like, the, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre EP. Which is exactly. It was St. Valentine's Day the other day. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But that, that, that's quite a unique situation. That so, you you covered each other's song. Yeah. But you that had... was Vic Vic Mail's idea. That was. Was it okay? Yeah, he he was the one who suggested it. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a cool idea, but it, it was really well because it did really well because he got the number five in the charts. I read. It. Wow, that's inc that's incredible. I know. We all we all got silver discs of, um, for that and everything. Um, no, what did we get? We got gold. We got gold. No, hang on. Do you know what? I really can't remember. You've got some disc. You've got some disc. We, we got some something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 so, that's so cool. But um, yeah, for anyone who wants to check that out, I, I believe because Filthy was injured or something, so you ended up playing drums on all the tracks. Yes, that's right. He broke it. <laughs> he, bro he, bro he broke his neck. He was larking around with a roadie. Um, Phil, Filthy was. And apparently he fell off his shoulders or something and broke his neck. And so I had to do all, all the songs. And I was really worried, really nervous, really shy as well because I was young. Yeah. And I was I didn't know if I could do it. And I was freaking out because I had to play with Lemmy and Eddie in the studio. But um, I ended up doing it and they were really happy with it. I was really pleased and proud of myself for doing it, you know. and. Yeah. And Filthy said it was great as well. So I was really pleased, you know. Yeah, you smashed and it. I, yeah, smashed it. And that's why, <laughs> that's why, um, he, he just couldn't do it because he was wearing a, a collar in the end, you know, because he broke his neck. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he could have killed him, but it, or paralyzed him permanently, but luckily he was all right after yeah, that. <laughs> crazy, crazy. So how old were you then at that point? Do you remember? What year was that? Um, oh, ooh. Um, nineteen eighty. Oh right, that made that would have made me twenty three. Yeah, or eighty eighty one. It could have been by the time it was released. Maybe I don't know. Right. Well, I, I was twenty three or twenty four when we wow. did that album. Amazing. But, um, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, well, check that out, everyone. It's, it's a really cool EP, and I, I imagine the physical copy is quite collectible for anyone who's got it. I I don't have one. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I bet you, yeah. So yeah, you, you went out as head girl. So I think that's a really cool head thing girl. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't you? 
I mean, I'm surprised Phil hasn't told you your dad anything, really. <laughs> oh, well, I, I told him I was chatting to you and all that, but, um, you know, I just, you know, he did say. He did mention, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think she played on this, actually. So but no. I, I would have I would have found that out anyway myself. But no, cool. Um, I, and talking about the, let's go back a little bit. The girls' school, the, the name of the band, where did that come from? Uh, the name of the band came from the B-side of a Paul McCartney single, nice. which was Mull of Kintyre. So the B-side was called Girls' School, but it was two words. Ah. And we tried all kinds of names at the time when I joined, and none of us could come up with anything. And the manager that we had at the time, I think it was his idea, um, and we, we thought, oh, yeah, that's a good name. And then we... we um, did different ways of writing it, and then we took out one S, made it into one word, and it seemed to stick, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great name, obviously. It's, 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 it looks really cool. And, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. It, looks, it looks good. It took a few years to get it right, though, the way we wanted it to look. Yeah, you know? well, things take time, don't they? But, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So um, you've got some upcoming tours, obviously, ho that will hopefully go ahead if, the world remains relatively normal. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no pandemics and storms and God knows what else, you know, yeah, and, a, and a war, a pending war in Russia and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's crazy times right you, now. You know, because we we were supposed to be going to Russia this year. Oh wow! I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, I guess it's, it's all the Ukraine, and that's where if there's going to be any conflict, it's going to be there. But yeah, mm. I'm not not sure how, how I feel about going right now. But yeah, I don't want I don't want to go if there's no. going to be a war. <laughs> no, definitely. No. Yeah. <laughs> you might make it. You might be able to write a good song about it. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that you've got some touring coming up with Alcatraz, the band. So that's cool. Yeah. Have you played with yeah. those guys before? Yeah, yeah. Before Christmas, we did a co-headline tour around the UK, and then it got cut short the last two shows because I ended up getting COVID. Oh, um no. so yeah so we ended up not doing the last two gigs on that tour and we were all gutted i was gutted everybody was um but it's been rescheduled now the london show for next year next february yeah. and um you know and hopefully everything will be fine you know by, by then i really hope so otherwise yeah god yeah i'm gonna have to find something else to do <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, um, yeah. yeah, and then you've got um, some European dates this year, by the look of it. I, I, what I found out, Switzerland, Germany, Netherlands, yeah. France, Spain, Portugal, and Austria, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, um, dates keep changing all the time. So yeah. I've, got, I've got no idea when, where, whatever, because things keep changing. Yeah. But... But we are supposed to be doing these gigs and playing with status quo in Bilboa in um, uh, June. Wow. You know, so hopefully if that comes off. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess just just for anyone listening, just, just follow you on social media and keep up to date with anything new because, yeah, things are changing. Things get rescheduled. We keep getting mm -hmm. emails about festivals being rescheduled for the third time. and it's, Yeah. It's not looking incredibly great but the uk is doing all right i think i think shows are happening here yeah I, the, I, the, I mean you know yeah i mean we did those two shows with saxon 
and that was incredible. And to see the audience, yeah. the way they reacted, they were so happy to be at a gig. And right. all the all, and all the bands that played that gig, us and Uri Heath and Saxon, you could tell that we were all so happy yeah. to be on stage playing. You know, yeah, it was weird, yeah. but it was weird. I must admit, weird. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. And and, and so, yeah, like an indoor venue of that size, I haven't actually been to one since the pandemic. I've done outdoor festivals and stuff, but yeah. just being indoor seems a bit strange with that many people there. It was Hammersmith and places like that. It was a few thousand people there, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah, yeah, Hammersmith and the, the other one in Manchester. So I mean, there was a lot of people, yeah. and to to see that many people at both those venues after two years, <laughs> yeah, not not gigging or seeing anybody, you know, it was really bizarre. <laughs> so what about what about you as a drummer then? Was it after not playing for you know that that long? Mm. Was there any, did it shock you a little bit, like the physical aspect of playing a set? It did, a, it, it did a bit, but actually I was surprised how well I got on doing it. Right. I thought I thought I'd probably pass out on stage or something. But no, I, I felt all right when I finished playing and even on the Alcatraz tour that we did yeah. um, before Christmas, playing clubs and that, we had to play for at least an hour set yes. and um, I thought I was going to pass out but no I, was, I played alright and I was really surprised Brilliant. you know yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's not all it's not all just about like your cardio it's and the breathing and stuff a lot of it is muscle memory as well so I think exactly certain things like because I was a little bit worried about it when we had the time off but um, yeah it didn't seem to I didn't seem to struggle at all and there's only so much you can do in a practice room. It's not the same level. Not the same. You don't go for And, it. I mean, I've got a practice kit, you know, one of those electronic pad things, and I hate it. Yeah. It's just you can't, you can't really let go when you're drumming and, you know, because I'm quite a heavy, hard hitter, right. and I can't, do, I can't do that with these pads. And I've seen you play, so I know how you play as well. There's no way. We can play the same as we do on a on a proper kit, you know. No, nah, they they obviously the fact that they exist is great, and in certain circumstances, that's the only yeah. option. And for like volume wise, I think uh, you know an important thing for any drummer yeah. to, to own if they have to. Um, yeah. I've, I've got one in my shed outside because I can't really play full volume at home either. But um, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> they, they are limited. You know, I've got quite a nice one, but. Just yeah, this it, you can go so loud and then you hit the ceiling. Yeah, and then yeah, know, no matter how hard you hit, it doesn't get any louder or the sound no. doesn't expand any more. It's, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just not the same. I I like to play on a real drum kit mm. and bash bash the skins until they split. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you yeah. have you broken many skins out of interest then over the years? <laughs> yeah, funny enough, o over the years, especially in the eighties and nineties when we were touring a lot yeah i always used to go through bass drum skins snare skins wow and um have you heard of bobby rondinelli i know the name but i don't know who it is well he, he he was um he used to be the drummer with uh richie blackmore's rainbow oh wow and years ago when we toured with blackmore's rainbow a long long time ago it was <laughs> um he was a fantastic drummer bobby rondinelli Anyway, he asked me to have a go on his kit. 
So I went and had a go on his kit, so he wanted to listen to it. Anyway, all I did was hit it once, and the whole skin split on the snare. Oh. And I was, I was so, I just, I just whacked it. He said, hit it really hard, so I did. And it just split all the way across, and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But that probably wasn't me. It was probably him that, you know, wore it down or something. I don't know, but it wow. couldn't have been me. I don't know if it was me or not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder whether they've got stronger over the years. I went compared since the eighties. Maybe I haven't materials and technologies and stuff. Yeah, possibly because I haven't split. I can't even remember the last time I split skin. You know. Nah, I I, I don't do it very often. Like the bottom no. bottom snare head split on tour once. Oh yeah, that's happened to me too yeah, a few was, times. Yeah, but sometimes mm -hmm. I can be. You know, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, yeah, pretty. I've been really good recently. I don't hit. I <laughs> yeah. don't hit them hard enough. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think maybe maybe they've started making them thicker or something, skins and yeah. stronger or something. Maybe yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, while we're while we're on the subject, then what what kind of gear are you using at the moment? What was what's your um, go-to kit? Well, my favourite kit is pearl. I've always loved playing pearl drums because that's what I've always had, and um, but. Because we, we, when we do gigs, uh, I, I never use my own kit anymore. I haven't in years and years. Oh, so, right. okay. so, uh, Giles or whoever, whatever manager we have at the time, they always get me kits to use at gigs and tours. Oh, fair enough. So you... But I do, I do try and get Pearl if I can. Yeah. But, um, lately I've been using all kinds, all different makes and, um, it's good to try different makes out, you know. Yeah. But, Personally, my favourite of all time is pearl pearl drums. Nice. Is that is that yeah. the same with like your cymbals and your snare as well? Then so you just you don't show up with anything of your own? Or? No, I don't take anything with me anymore, apart from no. my my pedals, my my double pedals. But sometimes I don't even have to take those. I just say what I want, nice. and then uh, I get them usually. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You know, years ago, back in the day, it was great. I used to, when we were all traveling around in a van or, or on a big tour, I'd take my own drums in flight cases. Yeah. Don't need to do that anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I, certainly when we do, we do fly out gigs for festivals. I don't take, I, t I take pedals. Yeah, Because I think <laughs> they're like the one thing that, even if you ask for the same set, I find to get them feeling like your own pedals with those yeah. settings is difficult the tensions there's so many variable things you can alter on them so i like yeah i feel a bit weird without my own um but yeah i uh, we, we request i mean even even with um symbols my favorite symbols of all time has always been pace yeah i love i love pace any kind of pace symbols but um i always try and get paced if i can yeah you know uh 2002 hi-hats my favorites as well and nice. But, um, that's what I use. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. I just love paste. I like Zildjian as well, but I prefer paste. Yeah. You know, all paste and 22 inch China and, oh, wow. you know, proper, and all that proper sort sizes. of. <laughs> yeah, proper, proper set 17, 18 inch and a 20 inch ride or something, you know. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know what you mean. You can always request 
what your preferences are, but depending on who's providing it, it's not always available. And sometimes you have no, to settle which is a shame. Else. Yeah, I yeah, know. I know. I know. I hate settling, but if you have to, you have yeah. to, don't you? So yeah. Yeah. So like, so so at the moment in time, or even back then, did you have like endorsement deals and stuff like that? Back in the day, I had a Yamaha endorsement drums and a Pearl endorsement drums. Oh, cool. And and I had paste endorsement and Zildjian endorsement oh, right. back in back in the day, yeah. Um, at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. How does that work? Well, I don't know. Doug Smith, our manager, got me an endorsement with pearl drums and paste because I I told him that's what I wanted. Yeah. But then he got me another endorsement with Yamaha and Zildjian, and I ended up using both lots at at different gigs and stuff, you know. Oh. That's definitely and on unique. TV shows as well. Yeah, because you were on TV quite a lot from what because I was fishing through YouTube yeah. and there was lots of little features on you and interviews yeah. with the band and and I guess sh shows that like the metal show I think I found you on all things that before I was born I think. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shut you, shut your mouth. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, but yeah, it's, it's great how much because I think bands these days there's less in the rock rock and metal world there's not a lot of airtime for, for rock and metal bands on on tv obviously on online there's lots of things and avenues nowadays youtube and things like that but to be on like yeah. a, a mainstream tv show that's 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 amazing so that's a lot of exposure which yeah. obviously helped with just success in the chart positions and all that stuff yeah i mean we we, we were on a program called etc i think it was or ect and i think i used my yamaha kit on that show yeah and um, then we did um, Top of the Pops, and they provided me with some load of crap. You know, uh, you, you know when you see us playing with Motorhead on Top of the Pops, that's not my kit. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, they provided it. And also, I was using rubber cymbals on that as well. That's mad. But, I always wanted to try to see what those are like. Because when we film music videos, that's the hardest thing is to get the, the volume of the <laughs> yeah. cymbals down so you can hear the yeah. music being played and stuff. Yeah, you need rubber symbols like they use on top of the pops. Yeah. That's what they used to use. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a big, big bloody storage unit full of them somewhere. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. No one needs them anymore. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Apologies for interrupting this episode of Drum for the Song. I really hope you're enjoying it so far. I just wanted to take a few moments to tell you about my Patreon page. This is a place where you can support the podcast in exchange for some bonus content. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. There are three tiers available at the moment. One is £3 a month, one is £5 a month and the other one is £10 a month. Each tier grants you access to exclusive benefits, which include bonus episodes, early access to the main episodes, private Facebook group membership, merch discounts, discount on Motorhead Beer, as well as a monthly competition to win Motorhead Beer, access to Skype chats with me, asking my guests questions, occasional free gifts like drumsticks, free tickets to Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons shows, and your name in the episode description. If you regularly enjoy the podcast and think you would enjoy those benefits too, please consider signing up. 
If you didn't already know, I do everything for this podcast all by myself. So I do all the contacting, all the research, all the interviews, all the audio editing, all the video editing, all the artwork, all the uploading. I write all the descriptions. I build the website. Everything is just me. So essentially, the money from the subscriptions helps me keep a bit of time free during my weeks so I can continue making the podcast for you guys. So again, that's patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. Check it out and enjoy the rest of the episode. Drum for the song podcast. Any news on a new album coming up or anything like that? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've just started writing now. Um, the other girls in the band have started writing. Hmm. And um, I'm not sure... Um, you know, Jackie got back to us the other day with all these different dates when we're going to go in and do it. In Wales, by the way, where we usually go. Oh, where do you usually with, go? Um, Clinically with oh, Tim yeah. Hamill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So we're doing it again with him because we love Tim and he's a great producer, so we're doing it again. And I think that's going to be some point this year, I hope. Oh, exciting. People but if, if I'm not sure... So, Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was yeah. wondering how that worked. Because don't don't some of the girls live abroad? Tracy does our bass player. Right. She lives in Spain, ah. so she'll have to be flying backwards and forwards. Yeah, it makes it a bit bit tricky now because because yeah. we we've always been really local to to each other, so it's been easy to do stuff like that. And just now. Because our new singer lives in like Bristol way. It seems like, oh, he lives so oh. far away. But it's not far away at all. <laughs> no, it's not. Compared to what we're used to. Yeah, I mean, Tracy lives in um, Costa. I think it's the Costa del, del Sol she lives. Nice. So it's just easy. Hop on a plane and fly yeah. over, fly back. You know? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. And yeah, we look forward to hearing that then. And obviously you've got a vast back catalogue for anyone who wants to check out the music that maybe hasn't heard it yet. Have you got a particular favourite album you're most proud of? What, Girl School album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've always really loved Play Dirty. That's always been my favourite album okay. out of all the Girl School ones. But I also really like um, some of the Believe album and 21st Anniversary album as well. Those three, really. Okay, so they'd be, yeah. they'd be good starting points for anyone to, who wants to delve into the... Um, yeah, maybe, but that's just me. I mean, yeah. you know, Play Dirty doesn't even sound like Girl School. It sounds more like Def Leppard. Oh, um, cool. That's probably why I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah, some, of, some of the stuff I heard um, this week were quite punky sounding, a lot of the, like the older stuff maybe. Yeah, um, uh, well, it was influenced by punk. That's why we're classed as new wave of British heavy metal. Right. You know, because um, we were part of that when the punk scene was happening and then all these other bands started coming up and some journalist named it New Wave of British Heavy Metal and we were classed as that as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if you're aware, there's, a, there's a, a similar thing going on now, New Wave of Classic Rock. Oh, there's no. A new kind of genre that our band sometimes put in as well. So... Right, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's something to do with if you've got, if your debut album came out after 2010 or something like that. 
what? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, yes, I don't know. But um, yeah. yeah, it's cool. I, lo- I, lo- I love I love the bastard sums, by the way. I oh, do. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we get to play with each other some someday. That would be great. Yeah, it'd be great. Really good. It? Yeah, because, festival um, somewhere. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We'll have to, or, yeah, a tour, like, or a tour. Or a tour. I think a lot yeah. of people would be happy with that. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think, I'm sure we yeah. share quite a similar fan base with like the Motorhead kind of yeah. connection. I'm sure there's a lot of mutual fans that would like to. See yeah, that. I mean, I, I'm sure that, I'm sure there'd be loads of people at those gigs. You know, yeah. if, if Girl School and Busted Sons do gigs together, I think we'd get it. Would just be great, you know. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. See what, we'll see what happens. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. So, um, yeah. The other thing I thought was interesting, only because on a personal level, I, I want to know what happened. Your Facebook page got hacked. The band page got hacked. Yes. It, yeah. Really, really pissed me off that day. Really it, did. It happened with my old band, Straight Lines. And we could we, mm-hmm. we tried everything we can to get it back. We've even had people at Facebook trying to help us. And right. we couldn't get it back. And since I think we've lost it now. So how did you get yours back in the end? Well, apparently, um, Giles, our manager, um, he told me that it had something to do with the record company um, uh, that we're with. Um, you're with them too, aren't you? Same record company. No, it's, we were we were well, like in the early days, uh, Silver Line In <laughs> or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're with them, and apparently it had something to do with a couple of people there kept on calling Facebook, I think, and that's and they got it back. And I mean, loads of people have been saying, how did we get it back? But Giles says it's because of them. I don't know what the hell they did. I thought you know? I might have to give him a call. Cause it yeah, was really, you really it was really, should. Yeah, it's, it was really, like my, my uh, the old band, Straight Line, which was the band we played with, with you and Motorhead in, I don't know what year it was, 2012 or something. So the band right. I was in then, yeah. our Facebook page has been hacked and it's been used for, well, first of all, they were streaming the video games on there and then they were just putting <laughs> clips from movies it was just like a pointless page yeah so, same but, as ours ours yeah. was a farming page that's what i, I saw mean, yeah interesting farming equipment i mean why you know I it's weird and I, <laughs> and I don't understand why they have to hijack the page to do it i don't know but um yeah pretty much assholes, yeah but, yeah yeah what, we might get it back one day but i've kind of I hope given, so, yeah. given up at the moment because well, please get in touch with yeah. Giles, right? All right. He's the one who told me that it had something to do with the our record company. They did it. They got yeah. it back. Amazing. So, yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Right. Um, have you got any tips for drummers listening to this? Um, tips for drummers? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not really. Um, yeah. I mean, if there's young up-and-coming drummers, um, just keep going at it like like I did, you know, no matter how old you are. And if you love doing it, just carry on doing it. Don't get disheartened by anything. Um, you know, join a band, play, do whatever, learn how to play. You know, just carry on playing. Yeah, I think it's yeah. really good. I think that's the best thing. If you enjoy it, just do it as much as possible. <laughs> It's, exactly exactly yeah i mean if you if you feel that, that you can't do anything else that's what you want to do do it just do it keep doing it yeah yeah ah, good yeah. good good and then and then going back to 
like we're, we're in this new age now of like social media. I'm, I'm on all the social media sites, TikTok and all, Instagram and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And because I've got my kind of drum account, I try and push it as a drum drum account to some degree. I keep seeing a lot of female drummers popping up, like more yeah. than you might realize there are. It's amazing how many there are now. And I think I know I've got most of them on my pages oh, on go. Facebook. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're, yeah you're... it's brilliant. And I watch them play on YouTube or whatever, and I'm like, wow, yeah. it's just incredible. Some of them, you know, yeah. brilliant. So, yeah, so I just think you know, as long as you realize. You're you're one of the pioneers, you know, and you've you've yeah, you've, you've led you've I, led the way for for the females in the in the rock music industry as well. Uh, you you and the girls. So um, I guess uh, yeah yeah well thanks. we have of course we have yeah. yeah yeah even if you you didn't intend on doing that that's just, that's what's happened. And, mm-hmm. well, you know, so yeah. yeah, thanks for doing that. And um, yeah, <laughs> before we, welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before, <laughs> before 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 we wind down, I've got some questions. From my, I've got a Patreon page, which is where people can can subscribe. And one of the benefits of that is they get to ask my guests the questions. If you don't mind, um, I got I got Yari Yari from Finland. I know he's a big uh, he's a big Motorhead fan and a Bastard Sons fan. He said most hard hitting woman in the music industry. That's what he said. And and he's he's wondering, I guess this is a question for both of us. Are there any plans to do some songs with Phil Campbell and the Bastardson? We would love to hear some. Obviously, we've never discussed that, but it's a good idea. What? Me play with the Bastardsons? Well, I think think he means like a collaboration. Oh, I see. What? Girls School and the Bastardsons? I'm I'm assuming that's what he means, yeah. Well, if that's what it means, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. The, the other thing I forgot to mention earlier, what, didn't you do a collaboration with um, someone else called uh, Mr. Glitter? Oh, no, oh, God, don't. <laughs> you know what, right? We, <laughs> we never talk about it, us lot, ever. We try not to. And the weird thing is... I didn't know we lo- We loved him, you know. We all yeah. grew up with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I used to buy the singles, all the Glitter singles I used to get for the drumming because he had two drummers. And I loved it all. I loved all that beat and everything. Yeah. And then and then we ended up touring with him, and I ended up having to play with them as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I was on stage for about two and a half hours because I, I did half an hour with girls' school because we were supporting them. And then I had to go on again and be his second drummer wow. and do the whole, the whole glitter show. And I loved it. It was just amazing. But then... All that other shit happened, you know, we with, with him yeah. that we don't like to mention, really. Yeah. And um, so I can't even post anything on Facebook. I dare not post anything, yeah. with, you know. Well, it. No, it's not. No. Yeah. It's, a, it's still an amazing <laughs> experience. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know. No, no, oh, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. I loved playing yeah. with them. It was just brilliant, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, um, Yari, you never know what's going to happen. It's a good idea. We haven't, we've never done a collaboration ourselves yet, so um, maybe that could, yeah. be, could be an idea. And um, I've got, I got two two questions from Paul Hutchins, and he always comes up with very good questions. So right. I'll read this out. Girls' school were pioneers for female bands in those early days. I still hear horror stories of female musicians being asked if they're there to support their boyfriends and being groped 
tickets, etc., at gigs. <laughs> Not very nice. How how does yeah. Denise see the heavy metal world today compared to 1980 for female musicians? Um, well, back in the day, we never used to get groped or. I mean, there was a, the occasional fan used to shout, "Get them off!" Yeah. That kind, that kind of thing to Tim, and she'd shout back, "You get them off!" You know, yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah. But um, we were always respected with other bands that we toured with, and Good. fans seemed to respect us as well. So we never had any problems like that. And today we don't have any problems either. So. It, I, it, things like that didn't seem to affect us. I don't know why. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, that's obviously a good thing. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, there are many stories of people, you know, suffering. Going, Sexual going abuse. Through, yeah, and going through things like that. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah. we never had anything like that oh, at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, that's, you know, that's, that's from your point of view, that's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. And then is other question, life is too short for regrets. And girls' school must have had some amazing memories. Is there anything that, with hindsight, is felt as a missed opportunity in the band's forty years? Oh, um, trying to think. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Can't think of anything. Yeah. yeah. Really? You know? No. I mean, it's a hard question to answer, just like that. Oh yeah, I agree. So. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to think about it for about a week and then, <laughs> you know. It sounded like you took as many opportunities as you could. You, you... Well, we did, yeah. yeah we did. went on tour with everyone under the sun at, back in the day. You know, yeah, we toured yeah. with everyone, Black Sabbath, Amazing. Uh, Deep, Deep Purple, Blue Oyster Cult, um, Motorhead, did loads of tours with Motorhead, which we loved. And um, I don't know, we just played, and Deep Purple, we toured seven and a half weeks with them in the states oh, wow loved that's, loved that's it absolutely oh yeah and richie blackmore's rainbow we toured for i think seven weeks in europe back in the day with them and and you are heat we toured with them all around uh the uk and possibly europe i can't remember because that was in the early days as yeah. well so we we toured with everyone under the sun and we absolutely loved it but there's still a few bands that I really, really do want to go on tour with, you know. Oh, go on. <laughs> Name some of those bands then. Uh, well, I want to go on tour. I've always wanted to go on tour with ACDC. Oh. I absolutely love, love them. I love ACDC to this day. Yep. And um, I want to tour with them, but I doubt whether that'll ever happen. Who knows, you know. Who knows? Um, know. And uh, who else? Oh, God. Um, that's probably it. ACDC. Yeah. You've done everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've toured with everyone. <laughs> everyone else is still going anyway. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And there's not many people that can say that. Uh, you can list that amount of bands and artists that they've actually been on tour with, especially extensively. And that Nazareth. Well. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Nazareth? Yeah, I know. We've toured yeah. with them. Wow. Yeah, and we've been on tour with everyone. I mean, <laughs> honestly, everyone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Incredible. yeah. Well, so. But, yeah. When you're on tour, do you always kind of do you buddy up with the drummers, or do you get to know the drummers more than the rest of the band because you've um, got that different kind of knowledge? And yeah, sometimes I mean, yeah. you know, you know, occasionally I ju you just get chatting, don't you, mm. to a certain member of the band, and it happens to be the drummer. Mm. Yeah, so you get on better with him, and um, 
all that kind of thing. But yeah, no, I, I really like it. I like talking to other drummers and yeah. especially, especially when they're your idol, like Ian Pace was mine. And, I was going to say, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Cozy Powell as well. So, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things when you go on tour, you chat with other drummers. You should know that, don't well, you? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, yeah. I guess I haven't played with any, well, I played with some, some, good bands and like i was going to say nigel from saxon he's one of my favorite oh yeah nigel nigel's beings. great drummer yeah yeah nice, and really nice guy. guy he's been on the show yeah. uh russell right. gilbrook from uriah heap's been on the show he's he seemed uh -huh. like a lovely guy i've never met him in person yet but um yeah had a, we had a great time on recording the episode I yeah i uh, we don't really know uh russell that well either because when we toured with them back in the 80s they had Chris Slade on drums. Oh, wow. Here you go. So he was the drummer with Heap at that time in the 80s when we did that long tour with them. Oh, wow. And he was a fantastic drummer, Chris Slade. You yeah, know. yeah. But he's still, he's still going. He's still got his... Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Chris Slade timeline. So, um, right, yeah. yeah. I've been, I've been, but there's I've been so many drummers. Yeah, you should. You should. He's yeah. great. He's a really nice guy. But yeah. Bonus... Do you, do you know he apparently used to babysit my dad? Hey, who did? Who did? <laughs> Chris Slade. <laughs> he's from he's from my hometown. Oh, right. he, I guess he, I guess he's maybe ten years older than my dad. And apparently, he used to babysit my dad. <laughs> no way! That's, yeah. that's hilarious. I know. And then he was in ACDC and all, all the all the other yeah. bands he was in. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, he's one of he's one of my drummers. I'd love to get on, and um, yeah, I, it's just it's just it's difficult, you know, to kind of find when people yeah. are available. And with the yeah. whole technology side of it, some it makes it easier for some, but makes it more difficult for others. I think. I tell you what, right? Um, you should talk to my brother as well, actually, because yeah. he's still he still drums and he writes horror music. That's what he does, and he lives in Japan now. Wow. I really, I really think you should have a chat with him as well. Definitely, yeah, I'm up for that. Absolutely. Yeah, Hook cool. Me up. Hook me up. I will. I will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, you, you two are getting really well, and he's a really good drummer, my brother as well. I mean, really good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, it was only yesterday I found out that your brother was a drummer. Watch it. I was watching some other interview with you guys from the eighties or whatever, and you mentioned that that's that's why you ended up playing the drums. So. Yeah, I always I always mention him because he is the one influence. He's right. the one. It's because of him. <laughs> I'm a drummer, so yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. So now I got I, we we get into the quick fire round that I do. I've I've changed this slightly recently, so I just spout out a load of questions. You've got to answer as quick as possible, and as truthfully as possible, just so the listeners right. can get to know you a bit better. Um, right. So are you ready for this? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go on then. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Let me have a drink. Have a drink. Yeah. Have a drink. Yeah. 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 Okay then. It's hard talking for so long, isn't it? Yeah. It's really hard. It is. What would you? Okay. Favorite food. Curry. Me too. Favorite movie. Oh God. Um. Endgame, actually, Endgame, um, uh, Marvel's Endgame. I haven't seen it, but I will. It's really, it I, I, it's it's one of my faves. Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, guitar or bass? Uh, bass. <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. 
nylon or wood tip drumsticks? Wood tip. Cool. John Bonham or Neil Peart? Uh, I'm more of a John Bonham type, but I love Neil Peart as well. Yeah, both, both amazing. Absolutely. Uh, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles for me. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love them. Love them. Uh, big or small venue? Small. Small. It's more cozy. And I don't get as nervous, <laughs> you know. Good point. Yeah. I know what you mean. It does make a difference on the yeah. nerves. Um, yep. Yeah. It's normally a lot hotter. Uh, yeah, it is too hot. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> downside. I always have to have a fan next yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite time signature to play? Um, God. Um, I don't know. Uh, time signature? Um, I don't, well, I don't know. I, I think from what well, from what I've heard, most most of the girls' school songs are in four four. Maybe not all of them. Most of them. Seem um, well, then four four it is. Then oh, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. can't, I can't think of anything really. No, no, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite rhythm section ever, like a guitar, what? And, uh, like bassist and guitarist. No, sorry, a bassist what, and what in it? What in time. any of all time? Yeah. I would say. I would say. Um, Roger Glover and Ian Pace. Nice, yeah. Fair enough. That's who I absolutely think they're brilliant together, those two. They are, yeah, they are very good. Uh, yeah. Name an underrated band. Underrated. Um, wow. God, that's a big one. Um, no idea. No, no idea. idea at all. No, sorry. No. Okay, no worries. Um, <laughs> Favourite album of all time? Oh wow! Uh, favorite album I, for me, the favorite album of all time is Machine Head by Deep Purple. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I think, and I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess um, the answer Deep to your, the next question. <laughs> favorite drummer of all time is it Ian Pace by any chance? Ian Pace, Ian Pace, and yeah. Ian Pace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, do you know? How well do you know Ian? I'd like. I'd love to get him on one day, but I. Um, I don't. We do, we don't know him that well, but no. we've toured. We've toured with him on a couple of occasions and yeah. done gigs. You know, we just really know him to say hi and how's it going, blah blah blah. But yeah. we we don't know him if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, WhatsApping him every day and stuff like that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. No. no, great. No, it's amazing. Um, yeah, one day I'm sure I'll try and get him on. Ian, if you're listening, if you come across this podcast somehow. Please come on the show. It'd be yeah, come on the show. Get on the show. Good day. Fantastic. <laughs> right, and uh, to to end to end, like I, this is the question I ask all of my guests. So, if you could create your own dream band with yourself playing the drums, <laughs> with any musicians, dead or alive, from any bands that you ever listened to in your life, but not members of girl school, who would be playing the other instruments? Um, well, either Roger Glover on bass or Neil Murray, actually, because Neil Murray's great, a really good bass player. Do you know Neil? I don't know him, no. But you know of him, though, Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, well, I, he's a really good bass player, but Roger Glover, hmm. um, uh, oh, who else? Um, Alice Cooper, Alice, oh, Alice Cooper. Cooper. You'd be singing, Definitely. Yeah. 
definitely have him there. <laughs> um, uh, who else? Um, guitarist Richie Blackwell probably on no. guitar. Yeah. But either him or um, Black Sabbath guy. Oh shit, Tony My Tony, Tony I am. Yeah, him. <laughs> so um, yeah, a super gu- group. I don't know. I've never I've, thought about it. Really. You got two guitarists, two bassists. That'd be interesting. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Drums. Well, you need you yeah. need two bassists to keep up with you on the drums. <laughs> yeah, right. So over, <laughs> uh, uh, to get overpower you. <laughs> and, um, and uh, Alice Cooper, yeah, that'd be great. That's a good one. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All, all yeah. males. Yeah. Well, I can't. Why not? I, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I never thought about females. Wait, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as you know. Yeah. As long as they can play. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And, um, yeah. I think that's yeah. the whole. That's the whole point that we've been trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool. I, I've really enjoyed this. I hope you have as well. Oh, yeah, I've loved it, Dane. Yeah, Thanks yeah. very much for inviting me, you know. Oh, absolutely. No worries. And I'm looking forward to hopefully coming across you at a festival or a gig or, you know, someday and look, looking forward to the new album. Um, obviously, whenever Thanks it does come out, I'll make sure I try and promote it for you as much as I yeah, can. Yeah, well, just get in touch with Giles and yeah. find out every everything from him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, good. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Hopefully the rest of your house hasn't uh, fallen down from the storm. It looks all right. It's yeah, the house is looking like a, like a crap hole at the moment. What you can see behind me, ah. but um, but the garden is still blowing out there. But it's died down a little bit. But it's still going for it. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens with that. What's this yeah. place? Now, but yeah, great. Have a great rest of your day. And... Yep, you you too, Dane. And thanks a lot. And um, yeah, when is this is this live or what? Oh, it's not live, no, no. I'll let you know oh, when good. it's coming out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to do a lot of work before it goes out. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I love, lovely to catch up anyway, and um, I'll I'll be in touch soon to let you know about the release and all that, okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, and give my love to your dad and your brothers and everybody else I know that I, know me. Already. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, same to you. No, great. All right. And say to the girls as well. Will do, will yeah. do, yeah. Cool. All right. All right. You take care Bye-bye, then. Bye bye. See you later. Bye bye. I can't seem to hang up. <laughs> Run for the Song Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drum for the Song Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please consider liking the video and subscribing if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you could leave me a review or comment, that would be fantastic too, as it helps other people discover this show. Please also consider sharing this with any family members or friends who might enjoy the content. You can also follow me on social media at Dane underscore drums or at Drum for the Song, or search for Drum for the Song on Facebook to follow the page and join the official Facebook group. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could purchase some merchandise from drumforthesong.com or consider supporting me via Patreon from just £3 per month for additional exclusive content like bonus episodes, video calls with myself, competitions, discounts and much more. Any additional support is always greatly appreciated, but I would like to give extra special thanks to my top tier Groove Master patrons, whose names are listed in the description below.
My name is Dane Campbell, and thanks so much for watching or listening this far. If you're a drummer, don't forget to drum for the song.